Yeah. And freezing in the winter. Yeah. Uh we'll go, we'll start soon. Whoever's running it. I'm running it tonight. Wow. <laughs> well, let's see if there's any difference. I know there'll be one difference. No questions. <laughs> that would be one of my No, Zoom can't go anywhere really um, without the questions. That's what I noticed when I first started it. You would just look, be looking absently into the the, the squares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I needed a question to prime the pump, so to speak. Live, it doesn't happen that way. And Zoom needs a little oomph, like crank the old... Starter. Oh, let's admit Mike. Mike G. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we'll give it one more minute. We'll start up. And... Sounds good. I'm gonna mute everybody. Paul, and just unmute. All right. Yeah, you can unmute that, Paul. There we go. You got it, bud. All right, well, welcome, everyone. Anybody new here? Adrian, is the I before the, the A? That's correct, yes. But it doesn't it's bother not, me either. A drain, A drain. Wow, that was interesting. All right. We have Brandon, one of our uh, musical benefactors, I guess. William Stamps, nice to see William. Craig, Lloyd. If it does, if it works or it doesn't work, it really these hours have occupied a lot of your time, and I bet it, I bet it has been for the best. Yeah. What more do you freaking want from a Zoom? Literally, yeah. You can have a, it's like a man, manufactured pause. You can sit here. I always feel pretty uh, vacant. So that's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, the idea tonight is of non-duality which obviously would mean the idea of duality would be somewhat important so that you could really get the non of it, yeah? The non is not, so that doesn't have to, that's not much uh, work, but the duality, it'd be, it'd be nice to get an understanding, meager one, of what it sort of entails or means, and more than just like reading the tides seeing the low and high effect yeah instead of not just reading the tides it's going to be low at 4 30 and high at 8 something to see duality as an activity yes like the idea that you intend one one thing and the other thing happens and stuff like that yeah there's just so many aspects of it uh you know there's the broad ones but the real 
you know, because we're giving everything all the meaning it has. So we are, we start at a point of dualism, yes? And so from that point of dualism, you see everything in a dualistic manner. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. Now, if this there wasn't a dreaming of this, there would be no need to have non-duality, yeah? But because there's a a dreaming of dualism, we see everything in a dualistic way. And so to get to the non, just like in recovery, we say something has defeated us. We say self has defeated us uh, through its manifestations. And so we're going to look at its manifestations to see the, the activity of self, yes? You don't see self directly, the effects. You see its manifestations in your life. And then with the understanding, it leads you to recognize self. Yes, it's almost like the footprints. Yeah, the footprints, if you follow, then there's going to be a recognition of what or who put the, who gave, who, who uh, allowed those footprints to appear. So in this idea, the non-duality is to lead to the sense of recognition of the dualism of the, of the, the mic microscopic and the macroscopic, yeah? The dualism of subject-object as we speak right now. So what would be a thing would be an object, yes? And what is seeing the thing would be a subject, yes? The, so subjectivity is the seeing of things and things are objects to the subjectivity of the seeing of things. Now, in this case, there's a seeing of an object, but the head combines that object with the seeing of it, and now says the object is what's seen. Yeah. So there's no, there's no clear uh, delineation or discrimination. There's a muddled idea, we have an experience of subjectivity and we have a subjective experience, but the subjective experience is attributed to an object, a body, yeah, a long-lasting, independent, non-thing, <laughs> so to speak. So that's subject-object, that's the dualism. And because of that dualism, you see in a dualistic manner. And then it goes off. There's different like lengths and degrees of duality. But if you get the underlying understanding, you know, that com which comes, goes, that which goes up, comes down. There's all this stuff. It's just, and it's, it's actually feeds into the idea when I saw my uncle Fred uh, in a casket when I was like 11. And it was very clear that wasn't Uncle Fred, you know the you know the non-existent thing, the dead body was not Uncle Fred. And why did I see Uncle Fred as a body? Because I was seeing Paul as a body. Yeah? So seeing Paul as a body, I projected that to all other bodies, and I called them Mary, Fred, and Jill, and everything else. So though there's 
the subject of experience was overriding everything, giving everything the meaning it has, the object was attributed with that quality, which it isn't, yeah? And so if you follow that little idea into a great statement of Ramana Maharshi's teachings, which if you know anything about it, a lot of people listened to him and they wrote about his teachings. He only wrote one thing, I think, in a very uh, dialect of India, but a lot of people that sat with him and saw him wrote about his teachings and his teachings uh, touched upon a number of things. And he would say the same thing in different ways in a weird way, you know, like most people who are trying to present nothing, they've got to say the same thing in different ways, you know, to fill up the time and shit. <laughs> because, you know, just the way it goes, he can't just, you know, you know, what's looking is what you're looking for. You know, you gotta go on and on. And on. So hopefully never losing that theme, but so he says, there's a presupposing. Now, who or what is doing the presupposing would be, it's pretty interesting, you know. But there is a presupposing of what? Of a non-existent thing having a different condition than a non-existent thing. Suddenly, it's taken to be an existent thing. <laughs> That's when the subjectiveness of, or, of, let's say, the subjectivity of I am it gets mistaken as a demonstration of the existence of the thing. Yeah? So the thing exists in and of itself instead of being a vehicle of, let's say, existence expressing itself through. Yeah? It's very, very fundamental. And it's going to change or determine how you see everything is how you're seeing this one idea. Yeah. So if the body is what is attributed with the subject, what would you call that? Dualism. Yeah. <laughs> what does dualism see everything through the lens of? Duality. Yeah. Not duality to lead to not dualism. Yeah. So you see the manifestations of the dualism in a duality and hopefully that duality isn't just an intellectual topic, but it's telling you stuff and it leads back to the source of the duality, which is the dualism, yeah? And now you see, sometimes you're being thought about, that sounds like you're a thing, yes? And sometimes you're the thinker. That sounds like a subject, yes? Yeah. You can go every five minutes, it can change. In 30 seconds, it can change, you know? You'll be, I'm the doer, I'm the doer, I'm the doer. Man, I was done to by that fucker, yeah? So now you're the object of someone else's doing, yeah? And you're not liking it. <laughs> and why aren't you so not liking it? Because you're not liking it because you're seeing it as a subject. <laughs> you're not seeing it as that person would have done that to any other object that he, he or she ran into, but you take great offense because you're seeing the whole event as a subject. 
And I remember when I was in recovery and I got started to get sober and uh, I was about six months sober and I went to my friend's place. We rode motorcycles and uh, I had a hopeful girlfriend, you know, I was working on it, sitting in mine. And he had his girlfriend who was established as a girlfriend as his. And we went back to his apartment. And as we were going up to the apartment, uh, a lady walked by, came down the stairs, a neighbor, and she had some paint all over her clothes and stuff. And then we went in and that was that. And then he went down to get something from the bike. And when he came back, he said, hey, my my neighbor would like to ask you a question because I'm a house painter. You know, I was a house painter. And she obviously was painting something. So there I am trying to impress this girl and da 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 da, da. This woman comes in and says, hello, Paul, don't you remember me? I go, no. She says, you owe me $500. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, you know. <laughs> now, you would think I would have felt a little embarrassed and shameful because I was trying to impress someone in the same room and my pants had just been pulled down. Or, but no. No, because I had gotten I had gotten something in my life of addiction and then recovery, which is what I did to people, I would have done to anyone unless they could physically stop me. Yeah. So I never saw her as a subject. She was an object that I needed. I wanted to get something from. Yeah. And it didn't matter. I would have done it to anybody unless you could physically stop me, basically. And that's what I told her. And I paid her, not that right away, but I paid her the money and made the amends. So, and also, let's say I'm in Delancey Street, two years. Now, two years, those people saw me as an object. They saw me as a washed up addict, alcoholic. Now, what when they told me what I needed to do as an object called the washed up addict alcoholic, which was pretty, pretty, uh, captured me pretty well as the object, the subject of Paul took great offense at how they treated me. And I thought I should be treated differently than all the other inmates, so to speak, not because I wasn't what they were seeing me as, but because it was me. <laughs> I beg to differ. Uh, there's a subject in this here, but there really wasn't, was there? <laughs> so we look at duality to bring get brought back to the dualism, because if we are giving everything all the meaning it has, well, we're giving everything the meaning of duality through the lens of dualism, yes? We've already are sort of caught in that misunderstanding, and then there's a lot of projection of that misunderstanding on large sex scales and smaller scales, but they're basically dualism, uh, uh, you know, manifesting would be duality. Yeah, and so non-duality will lead to seeing the dualism. It will bring go back here, and it won't be. You're not gonna. Maybe it'll work if you realize. Oh, there's a high tide and a low tide. You know this on this. But basically, if 
it'll bring you back to this and you'll see that which you're listening to switches from subject to object like every five seconds. And then you realize, wait a minute. Yeah. I, I, I take a lot of offense of how I am objectively treated, but I take it from a subjective point of view. Yeah. And I have very difficult time recognize my objective condition, which is I'm a drug addict and an alcoholic, because I this imaginary subjective condition is tending to override it. So the last person to know I'm screwed is usually me because of this subject object, you know, mix. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't care about the action fa figure saying it's an alcoholic at a meeting. I don't think it identifies me. I don't because I don't see the body as me. <laughs> so whatever the body's trying to do to be not a body, I don't care because I don't see it as a body. I don't see myself as the body. Now I, <laughs> yeah, now the head the brain, which is part of the body, does not see itself as a bo the body. It sees itself as the subject. <laughs> and it's very frustrated. And it just wonders why no one's on their on, on my agenda. If they would only do what I wanted them to do, everyone would go do well. <laughs> yes, I'd be happy. Therefore, they would probably be happy, like a trickle-down economy. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a, and when you start seeing it here, then it actually really, you can recognize the duality, the movement of it. I don't care about the class of, or the, the subject of duality. I don't want to be, you know, get a 98 on the test, but I would like to see the movement of it. Yeah. In activity. And how every every it's it's a it's a movement with all the in within all the other movements, and you can guarantee guarantee that when something arises, something else is going to show up. Yeah, just sort of like your story that you're moving towards all this shit in your life is usually based on that you're moving away from something else inside. So something else inside is moving you out. And then you have the story that you're compelled to move towards something, but really you just want to get out of self usually. Yep. So this message is, hey, look at your head, five minutes. Maybe you don't know a guy named Huang Po. I feel Huang Po, I have a lot of, you know, I just, what I've read of him, I'm just into it. And he says, basically, whatever can be perceived cannot be that which is perceiving. Yeah. Now, you hear that. Why not let it go up to the head? And then while you're listening to K-Paul, you know, the station, just have that little understanding there. So you'll see that at one moment you are being thought about, which means you're an object, obviously. Yeah. And then one other, the next moment, you're the thinker of it all. So you're the subject and then you're the object. In fact, the object is not the subject. 
Yeah. So the object has this dilemma of subject object, which is actually driving the fucking crazy, literally. Yeah. Because the object wants to be asleep at two in the morning. The subject is very fucking concerned about something and how it's going to affect the subject object. <laughs> well, the object just wants to be asleep. <laughs> and the subject ain't helping it any. <laughs> You're trying... You're not having a problem with the object most of the time. It's the subjectiveness, yeah? That's causing the inability to accept what's going on and tons of other shit, <laughs> yeah? So now I'm not saying in the object, there's a battle between subject object. But that subject is is a bastardization of subjectivity, so to speak. Yes, it's not. It's sort of like the difference between seeing and looking. Yeah, seeing and looking. So when it says, uh, "What's looking is what you're looking for," what's looking is seeing. Yeah, is seeing. What's looking for it, right, is looking, yeah? This is why the looking can't look, can't see the seeing, yeah? Because what it says is looking is actually the seeing. And it keeps looking for it based on another idea. And now the looking is the seeing underneath it, but it's actually being used to be blind to the seeing. So you're using light to seek light, don't you see? You're using Buddha to seek the Buddha. You're using big M mind to seek mind. Yeah? It's not you doing it. This is the dilemma with this idea of you, the subject-object thing. It goes, sometimes it gets incredibly inappropriately responsible for every fucking thing. Yeah? You're not doing it. This is the good news. Yeah. It's happening because there's a misunderstanding. And that misunderstanding, instead of having the independent I, as the Course of Miracles say, it's 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 depending on the eyes that see the world to tell them what's going on. Yes. Well, how are you gonna go go from the two to the one? You're not. Yeah, because you see you're not the two and there's there was the one yeah the one was just underneath this fucking activity of two yeah the two doesn't have to go anywhere all that happens is the two-ness gets negated and then the obviousness becomes obvious yeah and what does it appear like in the action figure don't know over my pay scale indescribable i can't understand a fucking thing about this yeah this is the knowledge the knowledge is knowledge isn't going to do it yeah <laughs> so you retreat back into a childlike condition which is you just surrender to mom and dad so to speak yes <laughs> you just surrender and then uh all the concerns and worries that were being brought to this object because it was taken to be the subject 
now it gets distributed differently. And it's actually better off for the object because the object can't handle being the center of the subjective universe. It's just way too fucking much. Yeah. It's, it doesn't want to, it's, I don't believe any object is worried about incessant thought around it. I don't, but this object definitely doesn't, doesn't do well with incessant obsessive thought about it. It just flips it out. Yeah. Now it, you know, when it wants to, you know, lay down it, there's 30 reasons why it shouldn't, it should it's just tired. It can't respond to being tired. Or in, in certain societies like ours in America, the, the, the obviously natural response to try to take care of the body gets stilted by the fear of having to pay for an exorbitant amount. Yeah. So now your own, you know, maintenance of the body gets fucking subjectified. And it's like, there's a fear when it comes to taking care of yourself. It's fucking insane. So the objective does pretty good, you know, when it's just, it's held as the object. This mixture of subjectivity has made it, in, uh, it's probably the, the source of all inflammation of the body and all stress in the body is this fucking small ass subject running around thinking things should be completely different at all times. <laughs> Sometimes in the early days after I got run over, I wanted, it would be nice to have a picture of the damage in my leg. So when the head started going, if I only didn't get run over, I'd be a pro surfer and just show them the picture of the leg. The head. <laughs> it's just... It likes to just uh, just not observe the facts of things and go off. Yeah. Well. So yes, if you and I are giving it giving everything all the meaning it has, and a lot of the meaning that everything has is a dualistic meaning, we must be starting seemingly in time from a dualism point. Yes. Yeah. We must be taking the two-ness before we see the two-ness. <laughs> it's not because we see the duality that we make it makes us dual the dualism. No, obviously not. It's the beginning is here and then it gets projected out. So this is the beauty of, of Hoang Po. Whatever can be perceived which is a body or a thing, yes? Cannot be that which is perceiving. There you go. How many books did you need to get to that sentence? Yeah. Can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Obviously, whoever was saying that, they were talking to the Buddha, obviously. <laughs> why they weren't talking to any object because they were talking to the Buddha yeah? and, and just informing the Buddha, hey Buddha, you can't use yourself to find yourself. 
Yeah, come out of it. <laughs> in this case, you don't even have to come out of it because you've never been in it, which is beautiful. You don't have to, this is not another order that you have to fulfill. When you see duality, it does, there's not an underlying order of not dual. Yeah, there's no, there's just a seeing of stuff. Yeah. And then things that seem to appear to such a point that they appeared opaque now become translucent. You can see through them. Yeah. And therefore, it's not setting up a big grudge match or a fight or, a, you know, wrestling to the death. You know, who's going to win? There's, what's wolf inside me? Fuck both of them, really. You're not feeding anything. Yeah. Yeah. So. Subject object, all right. Your head's thinking about you. Ah, who? What is that you at that point? It's an object. Your head is thinking. What at that point is? It, are you a subject? What are you pictured as when you're an object? A body. What are you pictured as in the memory? As a subject, a body. <laughs> Oops. There's, oops, we just saw the big mistake. Wait a minute. <coughs> what am I pictured when I'm thought about? An object. All right. A pretty old object now. Once was a younger object. Okay. Just feeling pretty healthy. I'm going to go with it. Okay. Who is the thinker? Who's the thinker of that? those thoughts? Uh, that's the subject. Okay, what does that look like? The same thing as the object. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I mixed up the object with subject. Yes. Okay. Bamo. Yes. Is the subject, will it ever be, was it ever the object? No. So there's no... Yes. Did it appear that it was the object? Yes. Who or what was it appearing to be an object to? The subject. <laughs> do you want to talk to the subject about that or do you want to talk to the object about that? I don't think it's going to go too far talking to the object because... It didn't go in a bank and rob it. It was just a car they drove there. So let's forget that. You know, you can improve the body to such to a point, but it's not going to transcend. It's not going to be like a chariot to the gods. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's question the subject. Who are you? What? Oh yeah. Who are you? Uh, me. Okay. Who's this me? Silence. <laughs> I think I left the stove on, whatever. Let's just break this fucking moment off as soon as possible. I mean, it takes maybe one question and a second for it to fail. Yeah. And there you are. And what happens is when the that which is asking it which is now the subject that's taken to be the body. And that which is being asked 
is the body trying to take it to be something else. They negate each other, and there's that sense of presence. There's the sense of space that's always been here. Yeah, you can fill a lot of space up. You're not going to erase space. Yeah, you can put tons of shit in space, and space will hold whatever you put in it. Yeah, yeah, but you're never going to fill space up with shit. You're not. Well, I did in my room, yeah, but those walls that were defining your room, they're just appearances in space, yeah? If you knock the wall down, do you see void for a second before you buy some space and put it in? No, the wall was an appearance in space, yeah? Does the, does the space weigh any more when the wall is there or any less when the wall ain't? No. So basically the wall with all the all the ways of judging weight made in the dreaming basically is an appearance which is weightless yeah yeah oh yeah but it, i weighed it it's 150 160 pounds yeah here here in the dreaming there's weight here in the dreaming you'll probably gain weight here in the dreaming is the hope you can lose weight but is there any weight no when you die, does the dreaming get a little lighter? <laughs> no. It's just, when I walk out of this place, is are you going to... You're not even... Maybe if you're a person who can see auras and stuff, you may see a line in the space for a second or two. But basically that footprint's going to be gone in, in a second or two, and it'll be like I was never here. Why does it feel like I? it looks like I've ne I was never here because I've never been here? <laughs> That's why you have that nagging suspicion, because in fact, you've never been here. But I live, I was in Pleasure Town or Pleasant Town or Pleasantville. Yes, Pleasantville appears in something we call dreaming. There is no Pleasantville. There wasn't a Pleasantville. There's not going to be a Pleasantville. But right now, there is a Pleasantville to us. Yeah, it's appearing to be true to us. <laughs> Do you think it's appearing to be true to what? The observed is only here because there's observing. That's it. There is no observed before observing. The subjectivity triggers the appearance of objects. There is no objects without that subjectivity. There's dreaming and there's the dreamt. The dreamt is not dreaming. Dreaming, dreamt. The dreamt is not dreaming. The dreamt thinks it's dreaming at night. It has nothing to do with that. And it definitely has nothing to do with this, except that it's the dreamt. Yeah. So it's the triangulation of some fucking crazy idea that's now the center of this little tornado of 80 years that blows through people and this and that. And when it came, it made a big flurry. When it left, it didn't leave a mark. So what the hell? Yes.
So, yes, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. Go to your mirror, there you are. That which you see in the mirror is not that which is perceiving. End of meeting. Exclamation point. No question marks anywhere near it. I mean, it's as clear as clear can be. What? What? No. No, 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 no. Whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. Go up, just take those little mental staircase up to the head, turn on the radio, and you'll listen to whatever it says. And its basic theme is that which can be perceived is what's perceiving. It doesn't seem those two rivers are going to meet, obviously. <laughs> they're just they're saying the exact opposite. It's not, oh, they're the same thing. No, they're not the same thing. They're a very clear distinction that that which is perceived is in the category of not that which is perceiving. Yeah. Mm. Very clear. What else? Well, give me the evidence. Go to the head. Listen, this is not an intellectual fucking uh, calisthenics. It's to trigger a recognition of the patterns that you're swimming in all day. Yeah. yeah. And then the understanding will give you an opening for something to land and just unload. And you may come to some conclusions that are going to be very, very convincing somewhere in you and basically is going to bring the action figure to a point of enough is enough. Yes. I'm content and happy, not because I have tr transcended to the 11th ring of a multidimensional universe. I'm content and happy because the cushion's working where I'm sitting and I have a nice amount of clothes to keep myself warm. And I'm in a group of people that I like, especially from a distance, and uh, it's all great. Yes. And I hope that the meaning this message has for me will have a meaning just like that for you, which is a meaning of you being negated. And you can't, you cannot believe how well you will do when it's negated as being you. <laughs> it will do fucking fantastic. Yeah. Most of the objective diseases are subjectively fucking conjured up. Yes? What do they call it? Uh, psychosomatic everything, they basically say, is coming from this subjective fucking idea and expressing through the poor object, which is only an appearance. It's not even, it's not worthy of a fucking lifelong drama. It's going to come and go. Yeah. I mean, my go is getting closer than all the coming. So it, it's the the scale has tipped dramatically. Yeah. <laughs> it's going, going, gone. It's maybe in the first rotation of going and then going and gone. Yeah. But I'll tell you, just like when you go to sleep at night, are you fucking remembered? Do you remember Paul? No. When you're dreaming, do you ever really see you? You don't. You see other bodies, but you're there bodiless. Yeah. 
looking at stuff and sha da 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 yeah yeah you don't run into many mirrors when you're dreaming at night do you i don't do you, do you ever stop at the store and look at your fucking reflection you're busy doing shit some in the dreaming at night i feel i'm never i'm never in front of a bathroom uh mirror never yeah i'm never combing my hair or shit it's just you know, action, things are going on. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the true uh, example of, uh, what's his name? Uh, Douglas Harding on having no head. It's great because you don't really usually see yourself in a dream. Do you? I don't. And do you, what do you dream of? Do you dream? Do you dream of celestial nothingness or do you dream of things? At night, is there a dreaming of things? Yes. Why is that? Because there's a claiming of the dreaming as a thing. Yeah, yeah. You have to admit all roads lead to you. That's what Ramana said He's, with the who am I. He said, basically, Whatever's happening, if you follow it back, it comes from the big S self. It comes from that everywhere, nowhere, nothing, everything. Yeah. So if you follow back, take back, you're going to be seen. Yeah. As the place where meaning is distributed. Yeah. And this, this distribution of the meaning is really just reflecting how this was given a meaning. Yes the appearance. And if you are super clear about everything else and not clear about this, there's a lacking in that clarity. I swear, I feel. So, all right, thank you. Anybody has a question for Paul, just uh, go to the reactions on your taskbar at the bottom, raise your virtual hand like Floyd did, and I'll invite you in just like this. Come on in, Floyd. Yeah, thank you. I got a, I got a, I have a question for Floyd. Floyd, mm. did you have this question before the talk, or did you just come up at the last minute here? Well, the question changed. Uh, you had a question. Sort of, yeah. Oh, okay. It came up at the start of the talk, then it changed a little bit. Uh, so almost killed, but that stubbornness of the question. Resurrected. Yeah. All right. Bring it out. Yeah. The fucking we got the stick. Yeah. Put it uh, so, in. You ever yeah, see when so the I, fire gets killed? There's a big, like almost a happy, oh, it's over. Yeah. Aye. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I just pictured all of you laying in a some weird red velvet coffin, and I had come up with the stick. I'm gonna whack you. <laughs> yeah. right. Actually, the question was also about right, death. Ahead. It was about death. So, so yeah, when I'm in this sort of, uh, I don't know, maybe if you call it subject or whatever. Uh, when I'm sort of silent, I don't get this thought, but many times it keeps coming back, you know, that when my mother died, 
there was this uh, episode with cancer for some time, maybe one month, and then she passed away. So then this, you know, sort of uh, self comes in, this object or the subject comes in that, you know, that, oh, I could have done better. That I could have done better. And this comes up sometimes. So Hold on, Floyd, for one second. Didn't you expect mm -hmm. that to come up? I mean, it's come up tons of times in your life, right? Yeah. In everyone's life. It always, the head always reminds you when someone passes away, forget mm. about the whole event. You could have done more. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It's not in this case. Actually, it has no sense of spontaneity. That's a program. Mm. It just kicks in mm. when certain things occur. Yeah. I could have done yeah. better. Yeah. And you could have done worse also. Yeah. Mm. And the sense sort of kicks in when there are people around and, you know, there's some sort of, uh, as you said, conditioning or narrative going on around. But otherwise, if I'm alone, if I'm not there, not with people, not with too many ideas, then it doesn't come up. So when I am with people, when this guy is with people, how does he stop this? Or I don't know, how does one work with that? Get away from those people as soon as possible. <laughs> I have a cave I can rent you. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have my own cave. But uh, sometimes I wonder if, you know, like, whether, like, as they say, you know, Zen or meditation in the marketplace. So is there something like oh, when Floyd, you are with if you people... just Floyd, if you lose interest in you, you'll have enough, the interest and attention will go to the others. And you may find it quite amusing what used to seem to be very boring. You may have a lot of fun with people, mm. yeah? But because when we're stuck in this self-centered view, it's always seen about us. Oh, it's about me, yeah? And, uh, and then you try to look for thousands of skillful means to get relief from that instead of just seeing you're not that me, yeah? And then there'll be a loss of interest in it and there won't be any need for a skillful mean to get out of certain shit because you won't be trying to escape from shit all day. Yeah. 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 Sure. I have no, I don't, first of all, it's a hypothetical thing. I have no rote answer. I was joking, but if I'm with a lot of people and it's getting a little claustrophobic, if you can leave, go. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. They're not going to miss you. They're obsessed with themselves. They're fucking going to, they won't even, who is that person? <laughs> it's not like everyone's going to stop and go, Floyd's left. Probably not. Yeah. No. So, yeah. It, just, it doesn't have to be a martyrdom or shit. Just uh, if you can get out of there. Like I have people come here a lot. Yeah. And then they're here and then suddenly I go, okay, that's it. And then every everyone gets up and they go. <laughs> it's just, it, it comes to an abrupt halt. Yeah. It's just, okay, mm -hmm. enough socialness. Bye. See you next week or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And if you don't feel like, oh, I can't do that, that people get to understand that and they get, 
you know, give you your space, so to speak. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I don't know. A lot of things are... How are you feeling now is the point. Yeah. Empty, eh? Mm. Yeah. And, you know, for me, uh, empty of questions is an awesome space. So... And you're going to come to that point, Floyd. You are. You are. Because you're going to see the futility. It's not the question, but what the question is implying is an attempt to get something or to understand thinking it's going to make it easier to get something. And the real mm. message is here is you're not going to get anything. Yeah? Mm. So... Question away, because it's going to lead to the futility, I hope, faster than if you felt like you've been deprived the opportunity to ask a question. Question away, because it's going to end up... Uh, see, the emperor has no clothes. You'll see the emperor is using the question, maybe, to do something else. So you start wrote, noticing this, and things come to an end. Yeah, they do. Yeah? Mm. And... Uh, you don't, which is awesome, but things come to an end that you called were you or about you or a part of you or a part of my identity. No, they come to <coughs> an end. you continue. Yeah. And uh, you travel lighter. The greatest lightness is you're not going to get it. Yeah. All right. I can fuck. I can forget that. That's great. Yeah. Now, when the doorbells rings, you won't be in, in your 80th posture in the yoga room. You'll be able to answer the door and meet what's, what's inviting you into this day. Yeah. You finally will be available and present to the moment. Not to you in the moment, but to the moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, it's just so much... Uh, Loss of interest is a great thing because you don't lose interest. There's a the loss of interest in something. And when you lose interest in you as the primary topic, oh man, uh, hmm. there won't be uh, more seeing, but there'll be seeing a lot more. Yeah. When you stop looking, you're going to see a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. And this doesn't mean you stop looking. You're just not identified as that which is looking. Yeah. That's the stopping looking. You're not the looker. Yeah. Because the head is going to look the way it looks. It's rooted in self-centeredness. There was a guy I used to like, uh, DeMello, Anthony DeMello. He's a Jesuit priest that used to give talks I, someone when my second year of AA gave me a whole tape of a retreat he did. And he would always be talking about, you know, everyone's fucking selfish. You're not going to get selfless and all this shit as a person. This is, the, the person has a self-centered view. Yeah. It's out looking out for itself. That's how it's, that's what's going on here. They try to spend time and change the programming of that action figure is part of the programming of the action figure <laughs> that's it's just it goes on and on and on so you know i'm not killing people i'm not robbing 
you know, I all the all the adjustments that were necessary to make me able to live a day at a time as an object here without creating a lot of fucking chaos. I've gone under that. I have been rehabilitated through a way of life called recovery. <clears throat> Where before I got arrested every week and I caused a lot of havoc and I did a lot of fucking shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was great that I never heard non-duality then because my head would have just used it as a drug like everything else, yeah? But luckily, I found a way of life before I was dead and I got corrected, the action figure. It got corrected. Its principles were replaced by other principles that were sound. I was given a real North Star, not my head, to listen to all day. Hey, Lola, get down. Hey, Give me those socks. <laughs> she just got up and he come here. Yeah, give me the just drop those there. She she just <laughs> I just saw this thief from the policeman. Wow. Yeah, thank God. We're neither of them. <laughs> yeah, so what was the question anyway? Oh, a hypothetical condition when you're with a lot of people. What could I do to make it nicer? Fucking nothing. It's not hypothetical. It happens often. It just happened last week. Usually uh, the way I this action figure is staying alone, but sometimes he goes and meets someone. And uh, let's say spends time, a lot of time with friends, not much personal space. So then when you come back, you feel drained. Like I was drained for three days. Like I felt like, oh, okay. And take I should care of yourself. Take care of yourself. That's maybe, do you ever hear that one where God, uh, there's a big flood and stuff. And um, this guy's praying for God to help, help him, mm -hmm. you know. So he doesn't drown. He's praying and he's praying. And then suddenly a helicopter he's sitting on the roof of his old house. A helicopter comes by and says, do you want any help? He says, no, I'm waiting for God. And then, all right. Then someone else comes by with a boat. Come on. Da, da, da. And then, no, no, no. Then the third time, it's like he's he starts to drown. He's really pissed at God. He goes, God, I prayed for you and you didn't show up. And he says, what about that helicopter I sent you? And what about the boat I sent you, motherfucker? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So take care of yourself. And then when you're, when you're with a lot of people, take yourself less seriously. And then mm. go take a nap when you get home. Mm. And yeah. also there's a sense that, you know, like, I don't know. It's again that action figure or the person who is saying this that uh, there is a sense of maybe being judged for the kind of lifestyle or whatever it is. So there, the sense of being judged, it's sort of uh, when I, you know, when the action figure or this person thinks about it, but I, when I'm not thinking, it's not there. But when wow, you put yeah. attention and think. There when you're there and when you're not there, it's not there. Yeah. Wow. There's a, there it is right there. Don't you see the uh, 
the message in that it's there when you're there it's not there when you're not there you want it not to be there when you're there <laughs> that doesn't mm. work so just uh take the loss and then just be happy you're not there <laughs> mm. but somewhere this person has a uh, as an expectation the person has an expectation that uh, after maybe you know it's a bit like investment and return where you say after all these years maybe i should have felt less bad about what they say but that doesn't kind Boy, of boy that's not happen. you that's not you that's being talked mm. about it's not you that's talking this is yeah. this is the the imagine floyd uh trying to critique the imagine mm. floyd yeah it's just uh the idea just that's it's exhausting by its boredom you're going to be bored stiff yeah mm. so yeah yeah you'll get up and you'll walk and go smell a flower really mm. you will because you know you just uh hopefully you'll see it's not you that's the glory of it it's its greatest value is in its inherent absence yeah and its stubbornness of wanting to always be present is put to the greatest use in through non-duality because now that which is constantly appearing isn't you so it's fantastic yeah it set it seals its own demise by its overplaying the hand all you need mm -hmm. is the right understanding and non-duality has been that for me I have great faith it can be for others because there aren't any others. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow, loading your whiteboard experience. What was that? Someone shared a screen. I don't know if that's a bomber or someone's doing that by accident. I don't care. Okay. Oh, I, oh, we're in David Bitterman hands. We're in good hands. I don't know. I'm, I, well, I'm just commenting, but yeah. Oh, Alan Olson. Alan Olson, we're somehow sharing his screen with us. There it goes. Okay, it's all right. We're, it's past. But Floyd, I'm happy that you're here. Keep coming back, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You, uh, yes, it's, it's, it's beautiful to see what you're not. It really is. Mm. It's beautiful finally to see what you're not because that's the finding out of what you are really is the seeing of what you're not. It's, I don't want I don't know why, but that's how this dance is, is set up here. I feel like you've got to recognize what you're not uh, to truly find what you are, because if you believe you found what you are, that's what you're not. It's just that simple. So yeah. I'm hoping, uh, and it's and it will constantly keep playing. So you can't can't miss the remembering of what you're not, which is actually the you can't remember what you are, but the being what you are is the remembering of what you're not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's how it played out here, and. Uh, it's always moving and shifting. And yet all the moving and shifting really doesn't go anywhere. It's just going to stop suddenly and it'll be like it never happened. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So you might as well uh, 
enjoy the ride because who the hell knows what the destination is? Really. I mean, I, th I thought I was sure of tons of shit that has, I have been proven wrong about. Yeah, and now mostly when people come and describe their condition, I fucking don't know. What the hell? Yeah. What the hell? I don't know what's going to happen. I hope the best, but hey, I don't know. The head is... Uh, mm. You see it. We painted the picture today. The pain of the object is the being the subject. Yeah. Mm. This is why the subject cast captured in the object keeps trying to ch chant it's not a body. Yeah. But it made a deal with the devil. Yeah. Its relevance comes from the object. And it's, uh, this is where self hate occurs. The subject hates the idea of being a body, but that's the only way it can get any representation here. Yeah. Because of what? Dualism. There can't be, in this case, there can't be a subject without an object and the object without the subject, yes? So this is the deal. The beautiful thing is we're before it, yeah? It's awesome. We don't have to break it. We don't have to change it. We don't have to uh, get a mediator for it. What we need to do is see it, really. Not look from it, see it. Be aware of it, not looking from it. Yeah, what you will, you'll become aware of it believing it's looking from something. Yeah, and looking for something. You will, you'll see it. And then all these things you heard in non-duality are going to really register and pop. Yeah, pop. Yeah. And have some lasting reverberation because it's not a stagnant idea duality. It's an, an, it's an activity. It's a movement that you recognize. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like you can know a wave, but when you're riding a wave, it's completely different. Yes? No riding everything. Mm -hmm. And when you're on a wave, just before you take the wave, there's a moment where you're you're thinking you're paddling and then you are not doing anything. And then the wave takes the does the rest. Yeah. And your position. The paddling is based on the right position. So if you know how to read a wave, you're not paddling much. Yeah? Mm. You're there, you take one kick, you're in the wave. It's very efficient, especially as you get older. Very efficient. You're just out there. You're not, oh, no, no. you just do, do, take one, and then you can feel the wave take over. You can feel it. Take over. Mm. You stop paddling. Now you're riding the wave. Yes? The paddling is a moment that seems to be necessary and gets less and less necessary if your position is better. Yes? Here you go. Yeah. The position of non-duality allows life to be traveled lighter. Mm. So this wave you're riding, this action figure, which is the wave, you can ride it lighter by recognizing certain things, yeah? Or having recognition that will 
download into the action figure so that it at least finds some fucking semblance of peace with this onslaught of subjectification by the head. Yes? Yes. So. If you keep paddling, you're going to fuck up the wave. Yeah? Just a little bit. You're in the right position. It takes you every time. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope satsang is that. Paddling. Yeah, and I hope you feel something in the satsangs, some kind of movement, and just ride it. It's going to last longer than this Zoom hour. It's going to take you somewhere, and then there'll be another wave to catch. Yeah. Mm. There were some beaches in Australia that you took a wave, and it was like about a two-minute wave, three-minute wave, because of the shape of the beach. So it would break, you'd ride it, and then it'd build up again, and you ride it, and you would just keep riding it for like three to five minutes. You'd be on, you just, it was like six waves in one wave. Yeah, it was awesome. And then you'd have a long walk to get back to the point to get in where the waves were breaking. But it was a beautiful way to spend a day. Yeah, you mm -hmm. catch like five waves. The whole day was pretty much done. And there you go. Yeah. There's always waving going on, always. You just have to, you can sense it. When, when you come out of that cocoon of nounness and you start verbing, which is the nature of everything here, verbing, there'll be a, a confirmation, like an unspoken yes. You'll sense it. You'll sense a flow, finally. You won't be a big fucking wet leaded log there trying to see everything from its position no yeah yeah hmm. yeah so all right anyone else thank you paul i don't see anybody paul the guy had his hand up but i think he left i think he left the soon yeah that's jim i think Great. All right. Well, anyone else? Let's uh, <clears throat> Sharon raised his hands. I think we. Oh, here Ram, you go. Ram, yeah, Ron. Come on in. Ron has returned. Ron has returned. Long time. Ron is sort of like a comet. He's got about maybe eighteen <laughs> months and a week and two days, and he somehow comes back, and only to leave again and then come back like that. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I'm just catching so, waves when they come, you know? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the big kahuna. But nobody is doing anything. So, um, hi, it's so nice. This is, you're so refreshing. You know, I love the um, satsang full of F-bombs. It's It speaks to me as a New Yorker. Well, that was my humbling, my humble, uh, <laughs> that's where I'm from, too, obviously. Okay, so uh, from Long Island. Yeah, which which town? Rockville Center. I grew up in Westchester. I know. Ah, uh, Westchester. We used to rape and pillage in West Westchester. Yeah, and we used to rape and pillage in Long Island. So ah, you didn't get much down. <laughs> Long Island was pretty barren. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a barren woman. Yes. Westchester was nice. Yeah. So I have a serious question, Paul. Oh wow! All right. Yeah, um, 
I know, right? Um, you know, this understanding is um, is something that's been popping up in my my whatever live stream for a while. You know, it's 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 it's. I know this. So when I come to a satsang, it's like, yeah, okay, thank you for just checking in, and it's like, whew. and so, you know, I let myself really just kind of be like a normal guy this past year. Like, I'm not going to like try to read more and into stuff. Let me just see how it is if I go out into the laboratory of life and I'm just like living like a normal guy. And, um, you know, something happened that was, that, that I think is, you know, it's, it's one of these experiences in life that um, emotionally very, very challenging. You know, where, where I, I, unexpectedly, you know, met someone, kind of got, got very strong feelings for him, which seemed mutual. And after a couple of months, he just sort of backpedaled and was gone. And I found the, um, the trigger, that triggered such a, um, a, it was such an emotional trauma, something from deep in my past that I haven't allowed myself as a character to recognize that need because I've been so spiritual and awake in my life. I was avoiding some really basic, just common human need for a partner. It's been a long time. And so after 10 years, I meet somebody who blew my mind. I thought he was into me. He waltzed away. Now he won't even talk to me. And, you know, the, 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 what it sets up in my mind is a constant kind of like, how can I forget what I'm doing right now? Which is, it's this kind of, you know, this constant chewing over it. How could it have been different? How can I get free of it? How can I forget about him? And then all this stuff. And, um, you know, it's probably, you probably experienced it at some point in the live stream. It just happens to us. Um, you know, having come back now to the town he lives in, it just kind of came back fresh this past week. So, um, you know, I'm listening to the teachings now and there's these moments of like, boom, of course, that's just the action figure, wanting it all to be about me. And from that perspective, the whole discomfort, the pain, the trauma just unravels. But the, it's so reflexive to get back into it. It's just the moment I look away, it's bang. I find I'm back in this identification and this suffering me and this story. And so, I mean, I guess, you know, one thing I'm looking for is just to fucking stop suffering over this. I guess that's... Service, bro. Do huh? some service. Do some service to strangers. Yeah. <clears throat> Not someone you know family, dogs, animals to whatever, but service, just get it. It'll take you right out of this orbit that you return to. See, we were talking about you returning at 15 months. Well, so during your day, you tend to re seemingly your attention returns to this idea about this person and what you should have done and this and that. Yes. So to me, the, if you want to break out of that orbit, service is probably the best way. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's like an obsession, you know, and 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 the um, you know, dropping in and 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 listening to either you or just in this in the stillness. It's not that that goes away, but the obsession has taken over so much that there's times where it's like I can't get the fuck out of it. This is why, by how you're describing it, I would suggest 
the one true and uh, trustworthy apparatus I've discovered is service. It just does the job better than everything else. It's like if you're if your drain was fucking stuck, there's just some shit you could buy in a black bottle that's sort of, you know, if that doesn't do it, nothing's going to do it. Well, in this case, I feel service is the easiest way to get out of that circle of interest and attention sufficiently so that you get a free sample of how it feels, not having that excluded out of your life, but having a lot more space available. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. This isn't about denying shit. It's about allowing them to take another di a, a different size or proportion. And uh, you can't do that when you're interested in doing that. So you, doing service allows something to occur that you would like to be able to do, but you can't do, you, you know? Yeah, your head is gonna keep going back to that. So now you put your head in a soup kitchen or something and for that hour or two, you'll probably be too busy ladling soup to be thinking about anything else. Yeah, and the person who's getting the soup doesn't give a shit if you have a sincere intention about it. They just want the soup. So you're, you're being used to deliver the soup. It doesn't matter if you think you're selfish. or it, They don't give a shit. They're getting soup. That's what they need. Yeah, they don't need a psychological study of who's giving them the soup. They could care less. They want soup. Yeah, so I suggest that. It's worked in my life Yeah, quite often. I, I appreciate that as a, a practical. Yeah, that's, a, that's really, I really appreciate that because there are many teachers of non-duality who would try to have me look at consciousness and who's the obsessed and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, um, I mean, to me, that is, I appreciate what you just said. You know, my, my kind of, you know, you've been around the block. Yeah. A lot of things, how non-duality is presented is lacking when it comes to the yeah. term of an action figure. Yeah, it is. Yes. Exactly. And here you need, you know, you need a toolkit and then it's great when you don't need any tools, but it's nice to have a toolkit just in case. And this is a case, and then you just get out of your head by being available to others. That's right. all. Yeah, or take a bunch of dogs out, and they'll do the same thing. Yes. That. You know, my my I came into this through hanging out with Ram Das, and you know, the Neem Karoli Baba was coming in my and and you know that whole tradition was so much on what you just said. Feed people. You know, he'd ask he'd ask Maharaji, "How do I know God?" Maharaji would say, "Feed children." You know, so. I'm just saying thank you for that, for that. Um, well, well, yeah, this is, uh, you know, what I where I came from is recovery. None of that got left behind. None yeah. of it got left behind, right. No, I see a lot of times when the best advice you can say or the most appropriate thing to say in, uh, in a non-duality meeting is service, for sure, for sure. Yeah, because people are using the head to get out of the head. It doesn't work. Yeah. You've got to, if you can't pull the interest and attention away and you're interested in attention and trying to pull it away and it ain't working, service is a key. Yeah. 
it'll break that seeming trance. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Can I just ask one thing? There's something about when you say this and you're just speaking to me as a human being that is, um, gives, lets me feel more just kindness for myself. Yes, bro. We're all fucked up here as action figures. I mean, you can't, uh, you know, absolutism concerning anything, especially non-duality, just becomes like fundamentalism. It doesn't work. It's arthritic. It breaks. It doesn't, it's, it becomes rigid. Hmm. It, that, that to me isn't what the activity of non-duality is like. It includes any possibility and any answer at any moment because there's no answer for, yeah, so any answer can come up. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I hope to see you again and just travel well, my friend, and pass on your lovely spirit to others that may need it more than you in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Been having a beautiful retreat here for a few days with a group of guys, and we've been really um, just getting very quiet and learning how to, you know, use that quietness as a healing way of being. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this too shall pass, bro, as you know. So just, uh, yeah. And maybe now that door that you were sort of just walking past, there's something in there that demands it to open. So you need to have a sense of belonging. It may not be with a person. It may be with a community or whatever. Yeah, who knows? But invitations come, and uh, of course, the head wants to have an idea of what package it should be in and what it should look like. But after a while, you realize just uh, don't know is is a nice posture to receive the invitation. The invitation comes with instructions. Sometimes it'll tell you what to do and what to look for. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So nice, nice to see you. Just, uh, are you doing any live meetings these days up around the Bay Area? I am on Saturday, one o'clock, at Marin City. Yep, and then we go out for coffee afterwards. And some of the people that come there are here right now. That's that's a weekly thing. But it's so usually we- is. Last week we had it at our house, but usually when I'm here, I'm at that. It's on Zen Bitch Slap on the event page. We try to keep that pretty up to date and uh, we'll be there this week. I hope Mike changed it. I'll have to look at it. Kathleen, can you see that for me? Make sure it's the church Saturday. All right, thanks. Well, it's going to be at the church one o'clock. So come by if, you, if you're around here. I'll, I'll be up there. Thanks, Bob. I'll see you again, either virtually or... Um, or and Yeah, we have the Zoom. real life. Yeah. All right, bro. Good. Thank you. Anyone yeah. else, Dave or whoever's running the show? We'll just, I think John's running it. I just wanted to mention, I did check the website for Saturday and it is up there correctly. Oh, great. That's fantastic. Good. All right. So, yep. We'll have a live meeting one o'clock. And no, other, no other hands, Paul. I see. All right. Well, let's uh, say goodbye, I guess. And uh, I got my, oh, hold on. Okay. Yeah. We've got Ram. Thank you, Ram, for the share. Yeah. You can always reveal what you are because you're not that. It's great. Yeah. What's there to hide? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, 
that's a, that's the only way you could do a fearless, uh, comprehensive inventory is about something you're not. Yeah. <laughs> if you try to do it as, as what you're not trying to look at what you're not, there's going to be a lot of blind spots for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, you know, it's so easy to get into this in these, especially in a group thoughts. I'm like, well, I'm non-dual, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have problems. I'm not in dual. Yeah. The non-dual, the non-dual duelists. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Nice to see you. Dana, always a pleasure. Nice smile on your face. Yep. You ate the canary again. That's good. Sherry, nice to see you, honey. I still have a few more of your cookies. I can see them from afar on the counter. You better grab them before someone else does. <laughs> I know. I like them. Very, they're like a butter bomb. Very yeah. good. Yes. Lloyd, thank you for uh, triggering a lot of the the uh, dialogue here tonight. Thank you. Appreciate it. David B., as always, running the show somewhat. John, Florida. Thank you for jumping in, John. William Stamps. A lifetime member of zenbitchslap.com. Adrian, he decided to spell his name right. It didn't matter, coming or going. Nice to see you, Adrian. Have you been here before? I think you have, just the other day, right? Yes, yes, I was here. I, I this is the third time. Oh, good, man. Like yeah. they, the third time's the charm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be done after this. <laughs> <laughs> You were done before wow. this. That's the good news. I appreciate the message every time. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Mike Clark. Nice to see you, my friend in Mexico. Yeah, you may, Mike, you may have to work something out for us there. Figure out a thing that for, for us to do, like a free day something, and then we'll do it. Great. When, what, what time of year do you want to... What time of year do you want to do it? Not in that town, unless we're somewhere where there's... Uh, no, we'll, we'll go down the road somewhere. We'll go yeah, down the road. Near water that we can go in would be great. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm serious. I think no, a lot no, of people I, from our group would like to go down there. Yeah, we'll see if we can find something on the beach when it's before it gets too hot. Yeah, definitely. And Sherry okay. and Kathleen, they both gave the thumbs up. So okay. that makes at least eight of us already. Okay. All right. Lloyd, nice to see you. David, uh, William, Adrian, Kathleen, always. Yeah. Gio, nice to see you, Gio, our friend, Mike G. Don't worry, Mike, we are going to do those talks right? Saturday and Sunday. So we'll put it up there soon on the website. Temecula and Joshua Tree. Uh, Walter, Alan Olson, say hello to your lovely wife, Alan, and uh, Susan H., John K., Cassandra. Cassandra is now aligned with uh, Ladybugs. That's a pretty good alliance, honey. You're going to be in my inner circle. Yeah. Jim. Oh, Jim. Nice to see Jim. Nice to see you, brother. Thank you for dropping in. Lynn D. 
I think uh, everyone else has departed. Hey, thank you so much, guys. I had a very nice time. I hope you did. I hope it is good for you as it was for me. <laughs> thank you, Paul. It was. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, thank you brother. Thank, thank you, Paul. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you all. <laughs>